Welcome everybody, this is the Better Presentations More Sales Podcast. My name is Trevor Lee, I'm your host, and this is episode 271. Now this podcast is designed to help you deliver better, more confident, and more successful presentations. Whatever format that presentation takes into account, whether that's a demo, a sales pitch, a business event presentation, and it's also designed to give you the sales skills to make the most of that presentation, because that's the mo- that's the key thing, isn't it? You can work out how to deliver a great presentation, but if you don't have the sales skills, then to kind of convert it, if that's the word, okay, particularly when that presentation is a demo, a sales pitch, a delivery to a new client, whatever it might be in that format. So that's what this that's what this podcast is all about to give you the help and ideas and usually it features an array of guests but we're in the summer of 2023 and what we've decided to do is have shorter episodes without the guests or usually without the guests just a series of top tips and these top tips have been driven by events things because people say where do you get the inspiration for a podcast episode from Trevor so recently we've had how does a Glastonbury performer help you with your presentation what about when I went to a business event and I observed some speakers in action? What could you, what can I share with you so that when you're a speaker at a business event, you make the most of that opportunity? Well, this week's episode is going to be all about planning. Planning for your presentation to do really, really well. And the beauty of planning for your presentation. Now, before we get into that, if you'd like to uh, you know, help the podcast out, then please do leave a review. That would be amazing. Um, because that helps not only, uh, you know, it's great for the podcast, but it helps other people find the podcast as well. That's a review and a rating. Now, if you're listening to this on your iPhone or via your iPhone app, then if you look at, if you're on the show, you know, you know, put the show into your iPhone and then, go, you know, stro- scroll down and you'll find the latest few episodes. And then after about five or six of those episodes, you'll find an opportunity to rate and review the show. So if you could do that, that would be fantastic. And if you want to say thank you, for all the uh, great content that this show is sharing with you, then the best way you can do that is to go onto your local Amazon and Google me or the title of my new book, Seven Steps to Successful Presentations. And it's, this, it's a, well, I think it's a great book. <laughs> I suppose I would, wouldn't I? But the great thing about it is that all the royalties of that book are going to my local children's hospice. That's the Children's Hospice Southwest here in the UK. So if you want to say thanks very much for all the great content that you're, you're getting through this podcast, then that's the way to do it, is to go on and, uh, and Google that. Now, if you need any help with your key presentations in particular, then one of the things I do on Zoom is I do uh, short, short Zoom calls working with people on key presentations. So if you've got a key presentation or pitch coming up in the next couple of weeks, what people do is they come on, they book a session. It might be 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. We might do two, we might do three, we might just do one. Okay, and what I can do is I can be your sounding board. So I'll get you to deliver your key presentation to me as though you, I was your audience. And then we'll just go through it and we'll just check that it's got all the components in the right place and that it's going to deliver for your audience because that's so important. You know, so many people just deliver presentations that really aren't for their audience. They're the same ones they did last time. And that's why it's important when we talk about presentation planning, which is the theme of this episode, that we really get that right. So if you want to do that, uh, if you want some help with the key presentation coaching, if you go to my website, trevorjlee.com, you will find on there lots of buttons that say book a 15-minute meeting with me. And the best way to do it is book that 15-minute meeting and then you can decide how much uh, you know how much time you want. If you want to go straight to it, 
go to the presentation training page and there's a button on there where you can book the key presentation training straight away. You know, it's, it's all on there for you. So that's, uh, that's a, I, I recommend that because lots of people use it and uh, it's a great way of just making sure that you've got someone who uh, is other than your, your colleague who's going to say, yeah, it's great, Trevor, it's great. <laughs> or, your, or your family, your friends are going to say, oh, yeah, it's great, it's great, it's great. You know, because we don't want to waste that presentation opportunity, do we? Right, so what am I going to share with you on this show? And what was the inspiration for talking about presentation planning? Well, planning, as you if you get the book, you'll see is step number four in the uh, seven steps to successful presentations. So by the time you get to the planning stage, you've identified the purpose of your presentation, why you're doing the presentation in the first place, and what do you want the outcome to be. You'll have identified the people that are involved in the, you know, your audience, who they are, what they're expecting, and you'll have looked at the preparation in terms of, you know, the kit that you're going to use. Are you delivering virtually or in person? And if so, you know, what are you going to use and how are you going to use it? So when we talk about planning, we're really talking about how the presentation is going to go, how it's going to flow, the content, the structure, all that sort of stuff. So the inspiration for this was, well, this is going out on, where are we? Monday, uh, July, to check my calendar. Monday, July the 17th, 2023. And, uh, the weekend before last, which was the weekend of the 8th and 9th, I took part in my first ever 24-hour running event. Now, some of you may know that I also do a running podcast. It's called Running 44 at 60. It's been going for almost four years now. And the inspiration for that was the fact that uh, back in 2021, I had a landmark birthday and I decided to undertake a, a massive ultra run, the first ultra marathon I've ever done. Now, for those of you who don't know about ultra marathons, anything over a marathon distance, which is 26.2 miles, is regarded as an ultra run. And mine was, uh, well, it turned out to be about 45, but it was billed as 44. So uh, the podcast is called Running 44 at 60. I also wrote another book, again, where (laughs) royalties are going to the Children's Hospice Southwest, and it's called 12 Business Lessons from Running an ultramarathon. So if you are a prospective ultramarathon runner and, and you're also in business, then uh, you get the best of both worlds with that particular book. So uh, that's uh, that's great. Now, so the planning, uh, the, the inspiration for this podcast, the 24-hour run event that I took part in uh, two weekends ago. Never done that before. Um, and there were three options. You could do a 12-hour race, a 24-hour race, or a 36-hour race. So it's called Hope 24, so I went for the 24-hour race. And basically what happens is that you start at 12 noon on the Saturday, and the event finishes at 12 noon on the Sunday. And in the meantime, you've got to run as many five-mile laps of this woodland course as you want to. Okay, so you can have a little break, you know, you can do all sorts of things. And, uh, and yeah, I did, in the end, I planned to do eight laps. And that's exactly what I managed to do. And in the, I could have done two or three more, well, two more probably. Um, I had enough time, but I had to drive, I had to think about driving home. I had to get my tent down before the rains came. Uh, and I wanted to enjoy the atmosphere of the occasion. So I'd achieved my plan, got my 40 miles and done that. Now you'd say, 40 miles, flipping egg. <laughs> Well, yeah, it is. It is a long way. It's the second longest I've ever run in any sort of event. So did I have a plan? Yes, I did have a plan. And how can that plan benefit you when you're planning your presentation? Well, you know, the plan was very simple. I started at 12 noon and I ran four loops uh, between 12 noon and 6 uh, 6 p.m. 
And the idea was that uh, I would have a break between each loop for about 20 minutes. So each loop in total from the start of one loop to the start of the next loop was about an hour and a half. So I got my, f- got my first 20 miles in that way and I felt fine. Then I had some uh, rest for about three and a half hours. Then I went out and did the same thing again, the same one and a half hour kind of total loop for two more loops in the dark. Then I had some sleep, then woke up at you know five in the morning and did two more. And I felt great. I felt really good. I felt really good. And that's the point I want to make about your when you're planning your presentation, because it can feel very daunting, particularly if this is, you know, you're not a regular presenter and it's a really important presentation. It can feel really daunting. But what I did with the run is I just broke it down into small steps. And that's what overcame any sort of thought about, you know, oh, I can't do this. You know, I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't possibly do this. You know, I'm never going to achieve this. And I know that for lots of people, when you're doing presentations, you think, oh, my goodness, this is beyond me. You know, this is one step too far. Oh, I really don't want to do a presentation. So break it down. So the way to plan and break down your presentation is into, I think, five steps. Five, five, uh, five, yeah, five steps for the planning steps. I don't want to confuse it with the seven steps. <laughs> but the five stages, if you like, to planning a great presentation, I think, are the pre-planning which includes the everything that's going to happen before you say your first word. And that includes things like getting all your preparation correct, okay? But it includes particularly arriving early, making sure you've got plenty of time when you get there. You know, and that's why I was there, you know, on the Friday afternoon before the race started at 12 o'clock on the Saturday. So you don't want to be turning up 10 minutes before your presentation starts. And then, of course, the, you know, the first part of, the, you know, part of that pre-planning stage, that first step, if you like, is the introduction and things like that. So get all that right and just have a little run through of your first minute or two, you know, and that as well. Either in your head or if you're at the venue, do it live if you can. You know, that makes a really great thing. So that's that's the kind of first part of your planning. And then there's the three bits when you're actually delivering the, pre- the presentation. And those, that's in three distinct chunks as far as I'm concerned. And that is the big start, the core messages, and the finish of your presentation. Okay, now the finish also includes the Q&A. Okay, and then the final, the final part of the planning is what happens as soon as it's all over? What are you going to do next? So in the big start, that's exactly what we want. We don't want to be faffing around on the, on the start line, you know, waiting, you know, and thinking, right, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? You know exactly what you're going to say. You're going to go straight in with a really important point. And if you listen to the Glastonbury uh, episode of a couple of episodes ago, the, you know, the one where I looked at inspiration for, you know, what can Glastonbury, Glastonbury performer inspire a pres- presenter? You will, you'll, if you listen to that, you'll hear me say that, you know, if you watch the Glastonbury performers, they, they start their set, they start it. They go straight into their first number. They, there's no, int- you know, there's no faffing around. Someone may have said, right, next up on stage is but they don't say anything themselves. And that's how you should treat the planning and start of your presentation. You know, don't, in, you know, if someone's introduced you, go straight into it. Don't faff around, rambling around saying, hey, it's great to be here. Thanks very much for inviting me. You know, la di da da Go straight in with your key point and then you can kind of do your, your secondary introduction if you want to. So that's a really important part of your planning. The next part of your planning is those core messages, you know, and I think it's three, the power of three. So, don't give me more than three core messages in your presentation, okay? Just focus on the three, get the planning right for those three, and make sure they are all relevant to me as a member of your audience, not just because they were in your last presentation. Because the last thing you want to do when you're, doing, when you're planning for a presentation is to fire up the last one and then change the logos. So many people do it. 
Okay, you've got to spend time getting this right. So spend time thinking about how it's going to flow, what the structure is, what the content is. You've got to get that right. Okay, and that's where people just don't do enough time. They just don't give it enough time. And then they never give it enough time to then practice it to make sure it's right. So get those core messages in place and make sure you get your best one first. People say, oh, no, I don't want the best one first. I'm going to save that for the, you know, the, the, the big thing, the big finish. The trouble is, by the time you get there, if you haven't shared something of real interest, there's a danger your audience aren't with you. So get your big one in first. A bit like, you know, when I was, you know, the, again, going back to the Black Glastonbury thing, they always start with two, you know, the big artists always start with two or three really well-known numbers. So they get their audience on the side and then the lesser ones, they can, they can sort of sh shoehorn into the middle. So you've got your intro, you, you know, that's that's the first part of your planning. The second part is the big start. Third part is the core message. Fourth part is your finish. Okay, so don't forget, A, you don't want to run out of time for your finish. It's so important you're finishing your summary and all that sort of stuff. And that's where you're going to be reminding people of all the great things that they've heard and, importantly, telling them what you want them to do next. That's so important. So many people finish their presentation with, a, oh, okay, thanks very much. Well, it seems as though my time's up, so uh, I'll say goodbye. Well, you know, you don't want to finish like that because then people think, okay, that's great. Thanks very much, Trevor. And they move on to the next one. You've not inspired them to do something. And within that finish, there is the Q&A. Now, we'll, we, we've done episodes on the Q&A separately. But the point about the Q&A is a quick reminder is don't, you know, don't forget to do the Q&A. Don't spend too long on the Q&A. Make sure that you answer questions succinctly. So don't ramble on and be tempted. You know, when someone asks you a question to go on and on and on, people do. So don't do that. And make sure also that you have you finish the Q&A before your final summary. Because if the Q&A is a bit flat, which it can be, then you don't want to finish on a flat note. So get the Q&A, get it in, get it out of the way, and then your call to action summary. So this is what I've told you. This is how great it's going to be if you employ, you know, if you go with this. And this is what I want you to do next. And that is so important. Tell people what you want to do next. That's the final part of the planning. So get those five or six big steps into your planning section, you know. So the pre the pre stuff. What's gonna what's gonna happen just before the start? The introduction, you know, how are you gonna have a last minute rehearsal, all that sort of stuff. Your big start, you know, get straight in there with something really attention grabbing. The core messages, you've got the Q and A as part of the finish, but before the final, you know, bit of your finish, and then what happens next? you know, after you've finished. So stay around, you know, do the meeting, you know, keep talking to people. Okay, and then follow up. Make sure that if shown, people have shown interest, you follow up, you you provide some materials afterwards for your delegates. Maybe what I one of the things I do, if I ever do a workshop session, is I create a 10, 10 to 12 minute summary kind of voiceover video using a product called ScreenFlow of the highlights of the session I've done. And I make it available with a password uh, through my Vimeo account to the people who have organized the event. Okay, so, you know, I think that's great, you know, because then everyone who's been on it can watch the whole thing again in 10 or 12 minutes that, you know, might have been a two or three hour workshop, something like that. So there we go. That is it. That is what, that, you know, that is the one thing to think about, you know. You know, that's the link today. That's about planning. So it is about, if you want presentation success, then planning is a really important part of it. So make sure you do that. And if you do want to, you know, say thanks very much for, you know, for this podcast, then do drop onto your local Amazon, get hold of a copy of that, Seven Steps to Successful Presentations. And, um, yeah, all the proceeds are going to the Children's Hospice Southwest. So thanks for listening. See you next time.